The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of the Pokemon Snapshot. Hi Josh, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good, Jeff. How's it going? Tonight, dude, it's like it's like 2.30 in the afternoon here, or 1.30 in the afternoon my time. I do this every time, you know. It's because we used to record in the evenings, but now we, we record in the middle of the day on a Sunday. We're on, we're on baby time now. We're, we're on baby time, yes. She dictates when I'm allowed to do things now. That's fair. But so, what have you been up to this last week? Um, so I uh, I think I mentioned several weeks ago that I started like working out and trying to lose weight. I've lost fifteen pounds. Show off. I know, and uh, I've lost two point nine percent body fat, so that's pretty cool. Well, that's good. But I've been uh I've been um trying to counteract on my weight loss by playing a whole bunch of Horizon Forbidden West, and it's. It's probably the game that sucked. I have not been sucked into a game uh, since Control, probably. That was the last game that really, like, grabbed me and didn't let go, and this one is the same. That's good. Uh, that way. Speaking of Control, my local Walmart had the PlayStation 5 version of Control on clearance for $15. Oh, wow. You were, did you already play Control? Yeah, I got it when it was PS Plus, so I didn't pick it up. I thought about it, just to add to the collection, but I'm like, yeah. no, I don't need it. I've already played it. I don't plan on playing it again. Yeah, I, I do plan on replaying it at some point, but I have the Ultimate Edition, like the PS5 version. I love that game. Yeah, Control was great. I, I started on Xbox One, but it was so laggy when you would go between the pause screen and regular play that it kind of yeah. turned me off of it. And, which yeah. for that game was kind of hard just because you're going through the pause screen so much because you want to read all the lore they give you. Right. Yeah, it was weird. But yeah, from what I can from what I've read that you the that problem doesn't happen on PS5. No, it doesn't. That's the version I beat. Cool. Yeah. And then we won't spend a whole lot of time on this, but uh, I hate Vladimir Putin. I've always hated Vladimir Putin. Uh, like when I first heard about him, because he's just a tool. Um, and he's like probably like um like the most insecure grown adult man on earth. Um, and I've been to I've been to Ukraine. Like I know people in Ukraine, and I hope they're safe. Um, but yeah, Vladimir Putin. I'm not in favor of uh of like violence generally, but. You know, the United States has has gone in and taken out lots of different world leaders. We might as well up the ante and do it on another superpower. <laughs> uh, speaking of not wanting violence, but, you know, I have some friends in Connecticut who I work with on Engage Family Gaming. Mm -hmm. And uh, Steven Dutzman, who's had his comment here before, he's got, he'll, he will probably be a guest on the show at some time. Cool. His wife shared, I saw it on Facebook, his wife shared that this local, like, soda company came out with a new flavor, and they called it Putin Punch, and all the proceeds go to Ukraine. Good. <laughs> Putin Punch. Yeah, and the, the bottle has just a picture of a big fist punching Putin in the head. 
Nice. Good. So That's what we all need. Yep. Is Putin to just get punched in the face. But yeah, we won't spend too much time on that. Because we want to talk about more uplifting things, which I haven't been doing much lately. I did, though, download the new Kirby and the Forgotten Lands demo, and I played it with my daughter, and she was kind of disappointed. How was it? I really liked it. I mean, it's a Kirby game. It's not hard, though we are playing on the... They have wild mode and, like, spring breeze mode. Since I'm playing with my daughter, I put it on spring breeze mode. Uh-huh. Uh, if you don't know if you'll like it, the demo has the first three levels. Did she like it? She really liked it, and she's kind of disappointed we have to wait till the end of the month to play it uh, some more. <laughs> you're you're already you're already uh like training her to be impatient when it comes to waiting for games. Yeah. Hey, I've been good with Horizon. But yeah. so we played that this weekend, and as I said, she really enjoyed it. We're going to pick it up when it comes out. It works really nice because one thing that most people who know me know I'm very meticulous when I come to my games and I have to check every nook and cranny and make sure I'm not missing anything. Same. And I'm like, so I'm like, is this going to be a point where I'm going to get frustrated with my six-year-old? Because (laughs) the camera's not going to allow her to, you know, us to be that far apart. Well, what's nice is she is the second player whenever she would go off screen, it would just zoom her back to me. So I can do whatever I, unless there's a door, because there was one time I was looking, she went through a door and it just brought us to the next scene. Mm. Well, this is a good way for everyone to learn patience. Yeah. And another thing I may wonder about is player one plays as Kirby, where player two plays as a Waddle D. And I don't want, I don't know, she didn't get frustrated during the game, but I can see, like, some kids getting frustrated if they're playing with their parents who's player one, that they can't use all of the powers that Kirby can, and you're just a Waddle mm-hmm. Dee with a spear. But she It's kind of lame. Yeah. She had a lot of fun with it. And then the other game I've been playing is, every year, it comes out on EA Play, so I do my quick playthrough of a season of Madden since I don't really have to pay for it anymore with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And so last night, my Minnesota Vikings won their first ever Super Bowl with me as their coach. Nice. Congratulations. Yes. Is that the, that's the first Super Bowl the Vikings have ever won? Yeah. They've been to four. Well, pre- you, we, you've made history. Yeah. If you follow me on Twitter, I actually have a... My pin thing is, I because I, I see a lot of people doing this, is... Um, putting the games you beat mm-hmm. and so my newest one I put it up today I'm like there's not really a way to beat this game but I'm adding it because I managed to get the F- Minnesota Vikings to the Super Bowl <laughs> world history yeah <laughs> sports history we were 15 and 2 so I didn't even quit games when I was losing I kept my losses in there nice but yeah that's all I've been doing uh, going on, we do have some Pokemon news. Actually, not some. We have a lot of Pokemon news. First, before we get to the stuff from the Pokemon Presents that happened on Pokemon Day, um, kind of back when we were talking about Vladimir Putin, Pokemon Company is donating $200,000 to support Ukraine. So good on you, Pokemon nice. Company. A lot of companies are uh, stalling support in in Russia right now. I know PlayStation has Xbox. I don't know if Nintendo has yet, but I'm pretty sure if the other companies do, they will, won't be far behind them. 
especially mm-hmm. since Pokemon Company is already supporting Ukraine and they a third of that is owned by Nintendo. Yeah. Um, and then I know another big one. Uh, WWE has has announced that they will they cut ties to all their TV deals in Ukraine and the network in Ukraine or not Ukraine, in Russia. Russia. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of companies are in support of Ukraine right now. Good. Which in we and I were kind of texting about this. I feel bad for you know just the civilians in Russia who have no choice. Yeah. I think the idea is to, like, hopefully the people will revolt yeah, and, like, kick Putin out of power themselves, which that would honestly be, like, the, I guess, the, on a global scale, probably the best possible outcome, um, as opposed to actually getting into a war, war with Russia. But let's get on to happier Pokemon news. Well, okay, I guess the next one isn't happy either. <laughs> poor, poor transition. <laughs> poor transition here. Uh, yeah. The next one is the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U eShops are shutting down. Which, the Wii U doesn't surprise me. It kind of surprised me that they're going to shut down the 3DS eShop. Mm-hmm. But it's not like going away all at once, so it has some steps in here. Starting on May 23rd of this year, you can't add funds via a credit card. Starting on August 29th of this year, you can't add funds via a gift card or an eShop card. And then on late in late March 2023, so a year from now, you can't use any of the funds. So you need to use your funds as much as possible. If you if your game goes over what your amount is, you need to buy those games before May 23rd because you'll have to use the exact number of eShop cards you have. And why did I put this in the Pokemon news? It's because right now, this is the only place you can play Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, Gold, and Silver on a modern console cheaply. Hmm. So, I guess they're not doing uh, 3DS anymore just because the Switch is, is basically handheld, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like you, don't, you don't need a 3DS? I think that's where they're going. You know, the Wii... This happens. Every company does this. It's just... You know, sad when you see it happens. And mm-hmm. the Wii U, a lot of people are sad because a lot of those virtual console games are stuck on the Wii U right now because there's no right. way to play Game Boy Advance games on the Switch. Yeah. And that's the only place to play them. So those are getting shut down. If you want to use some money, you have a couple months. If you want to buy something, if you want to use existing funds, you have about a year, but I would get rid of them so the money doesn't go down the drain. Hopefully this means Nintendo will add Game Boy to their Switch Online, but I just don't see them wanting to add the Pokemon games because those are big money makers. They could yeah, add I was about a- to say, it's a big cash cow. They don't want to do that. Yeah, they could just add them to Switch for the $10 you pay on 3DS and people would buy them. Uh, all By right, way, let's if you, get. If you hear if you hear some whining, it's because my dogs are up here, and so Marge is just whining because she hears stuff outside. <laughs> so I'm not hurting anyone up here. As an aside, go ahead. Sorry. All right, now we're gonna go into some Pokemon Legends Arceus news that was announced at the Pokemon Presents. Uh, starting with so Legends Arceus is going to have the Daybreak update, which is already released. It includes mass outbreaks of strong Pokemon. 
And then they did announce that an anime series is going to come late 2022. And I assume that's going to be the Japanese version. And then the English dub will be next year. Yep. We'll get we'll get to it in like 10 or 15 years. Probably longer than that. Though my thing is this isn't going to fall in the regular timeline so we may maybe when we get to the end of a season maybe we'll just do a season of that before we get back into the regular season yeah i would be down with that we'll we'll figure it out when we get there we'll see where we are what episode we're on and we will see because this will not fall into the reg it they already announced it will not revolve around ash at all mm. such a shame such a shame to not have to work not have to deal with ash <laughs> uh pokemon brilliant diamond shiny pearl now i'm gonna read this this came straight from ign it says by using an item called oak's letter received as a mystery gift pokemon brilliant diamond and shiny pearl players will be able to catch the mythical pokemon shaman by talking to professor oak on route 224 so You'll get Shaman, which was an event in the original Diamond and Pearl, so that's fun for that. Uh, Pokemon Go, Pokemon from the Alola region will show up now. As of March 1st. That's fun. I don't think they released all of them. I don't know which ones are released. I kind of don't play Pokemon Go as much as I used to. And then we have some Pokemon Legends Unite. Hoopa is added to the game. And Dur Duraludon is the next Pokemon who will be added. They didn't give a date for that. Also, they did announce some news for Pokemon Masters EX and Pokemon Cafe, which I don't play those games. I didn't care, so I did not include them. <laughs> I don't even play Pokemon Legends, but I think it's cool when they add a new character. And then last, this is the big news that I was surprised they announced, and they didn't give us much, but they announced the next Pokemon games coming in fall of 2022 is going to be Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. What do you think of those names, Josh? Uh, it makes me think of Red and Blue, so I wonder if there's going to be some sort of connection there. Oh, I didn't even think about that, yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, they did show us the new starter Pokemon. So you can either choose the Grass Cat Sprigatito, the Fire Croc Fukoko, or the Water Duckling Quaxley, who all across the internet people are saying looks like Donald Trump. <laughs> I uh, I have not, I don't remember it looking like Trump, but I'm, I wish, have they ever gone away from starting with Grass Fire and Water types other than no. Pikachu? Nope. I wish they, they would, I wish they would do something off the wall. For a while there, I think there was something where they, like, I can't remember what games it was, but there was always a rumor that they do, like, psychic, dark, and fighting type. Yeah, that would be awesome. But no, they've always done grass, fire, water, and I think because with this being a game for kids, I think they're the easiest types to get around. Right. And understand, you know, like fire, understand, oh, gra grass is weak, grass is weak to fire, fire is strong against... Gra or grass water is strong against fire whatever yeah and so it kind of has that element triangle there which it's hard to get another elemental triangle yeah that's fair but also give me a psychic type to start so i can just wreck everyone <laughs> that would be cool i do like my psychic type my psychic and ghost mm -hmm. type those are my favorites yep 
All right, going on, we received no answers about... We asked a question about everyone's favorite cat, and we received no answers. I did see someone. I didn't put it in here because I didn't understand what they were saying. I think it had something to do with a game about a cat. Uh, but to me, that shows how people feel about cats. Dogs are better. We had yeah. a lot of answers about dogs. But if you do want to answer our questions, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot, or you can send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app if you're choosing, so other Pokemon fans just like yourself can find the podcast. All right, now that that's all done, Josh, are we ready to get into the episode? Let's jump into it, because I can't, I cannot wait for you to tell us the name of this episode in Japanese. <laughs> So, this episode's title was Riddle Me This, or in Japanese, it was called Burn, Cinnabar Gem. <laughs> I love uh. the Japanese titles. Uh, it aired on August 13th, 1998 in Japan, and on September 18th, 1999 in the United States. Alright, Josh, let's get into the episode. Alright, this is Riddle Me This. Uh, this week we catch up with Team Ash as they try to do the same thing they've been doing for like the past eight episodes. Make it to Cinnabar Island. Uh, actually, let's just say they've been doing this for the last 28 episodes since you ha and since you've joined the podcast because they honestly, you know, you're going from one gym to the next and it took them 28 episodes to get from gym six to gym seven. Yeah, this is the first badge Ash has tried to get since I joined the show. And it seems like a lifetime since I've been on here since I joined. Uh, they discuss all the awesome things about Cinnabar Island, like the volcano and the Pokemon Research Center. Uh, Ash says he's going straight for the gym, which just shows how inconsiderate he is. Uh, like, they've made this long journey, but Ash won't even let his friends go, like, take a shower, take a nap at the hotel room or anything, uh, because he has to go find some convoluted, convoluted way to win his volcano badge, because, what, how many badges did he not even win legitimately? Most of them. Most of them, yeah. And I'm uh just based on them talking about the volcano here, uh, I'm betting that the final uh battle here is gonna take place in the volcano. <laughs> kinda like Doctor uh kinda like Doctor Evil's lair. Well, in the Japanese version, uh Misty does make a comment about how Ash is close to becoming a Pokemon master. And I believe that Misty and I have very different definitions of what is close to becoming a Pokemon master. Very, He's very different. He's nowhere near becoming a Pokemon Master. I don't know. I feel like there are some, like... You know when you just see someone who's young, like, 10 years old, and they're already, like... They're just, like, a prodigy or, like, a savant? It's like watching Derek Trucks as, like, a 12-year-old just playing guitar better than anybody else in the world. Um, Ash is not one of those kids. <laughs> <laughs> Ash is not... Ash is not a prodigy. <laughs> Um, before they can move, Gary shows up with his annoying voice, uh, and, uh, and he's followed around by his little fan club. Uh, is it canon that Gary pays these girls to follow him around and compliment him, or is that just, like, my head canon? Like, is that only in my head? I could see it just to show up Ash and the rest of the people. Yeah, that's like a total Gary move. Uh, Gary and his stupid voice reveal that the trainers don't that trainers don't go to Cinnabar Island anymore because it's nothing but a tourist trap. In fact, Cinnabar Island doesn't even have a gym anymore. Uh, so I guess Ash wasted uh, has wasted everyone else's time for the past what now twenty eight episodes we'll say. Typical, yes. typical Ash. 
So there is a lot of things wrong with this little scene. Ash seems, one, Ash seems really surprised that Gary is there, but why would he be surprised? He knows that Gary is also going for all the gym badges. Well, you Ash think... is a moron, so hey, we, we've answered that one. You'd think he'd actually be happy because he actually caught up with Gary. Gary's been ahead of him this whole time. Yeah, but also, why is Gary going here if, there no, if he knows there's no gym badge? To, to take a vacation. Can't you see what he's wearing? He's wearing, like, his beach clothes. I guess so. Another thing wrong with this, ep- this scene. Uh, Misty and Brock, who are both former gym leaders, had no idea that the Cinnabar Island gym wasn't active anymore. That just makes no sense. You think, And you think they would have given him a brochure when he signed up for the Pokemon League all the way back in Episode 2? But no. They're just like, oh no. You can join the Pokemon League, but you're going to have to just find out where to go. <laughs> you kid, you're on your own. Yeah. At this point, Ash, you just need to go back and take that exam to get in. But you'd f- you almost failed that, too. And I really do with that. I do want to learn the history of the Pokemon League and how they give licenses for Pokemon gems. We've had people who are completely unfit to run a gym. Brock, a 12-year-old boy who's trying to kill people with his gym. Like, you weren't there, Josh, but when Ash goes to battle Brock, the gym floor comes together into a rock train and about smashes him. Uh, well, my, question, my question is, how do these, like, 10- and 12-year-old kids even become a gym leader? Is everybody else so bad at training Pokemon that they can't beat, a tw- uh, like, a, a maniacal 12-year-old? Yeah. And then we have Misty's sisters who don't even want to run a gym, but somehow they're still in charge of the Cerulean City gym, and they're just giving out gym badges. <laughs> and then, you know, let's not even talk about Sabrina, who is just psychotic and, you know, t- turns them all into dolls and almost try to kill them as well. Like, there should it. be... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, they, sh- they should have, like, some psychiatric test they need to take to become a gym leader. Yeah, they call it the Peter Principle. It's like a real thing in like upper management and businesses and stuff. Uh, but basically, the principle is, uh, people will will like move up as far as like positions until they move out of. They finally get a promotion where they're no longer suited for the responsibilities of it. It's why it's basically like Michael Scott in the office. Like he was a great salesman, but when he was actually in charge, he was incompetent. Uh, and I'm also pretty sure that's exactly what happens. Uh, in like leadership in every school district in the entire country, because I've I have yet to work in a school system where uh where the like upper leadership in the district is aren't just a bunch of absolute morons. Well, difference between that with the school district, you know, they have that old quote: "Those who can't teach become principals." Mm. Well, I'm not talking about principals. I'm not talking about like administration on a school level. I'm talking oh. about like the superintendent and all the people around. Okay. Him. I've never, no, 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 I've, I've, like, I've worked with good principals and stuff like that. That's not a problem. I'm talking about the people that make decisions for the entire district. All of those people are morons. Okay. In every district I've ever worked in. Uh, going on with the scene, Ash does tell Gary that a real trainer never takes a break, which I'm mentioning this because there have been episodes where they do nothing of note. Yeah. I'm also meant. real. I'm also mentioning this because something important will come up later with this quote. Just wait. Okay. I have a comment. 
<laughs> um, as they walk off the docked boat, uh, they're followed by Jigglypuff. As they walk through town, some guy dressed like Hippie Jesus, which I guess would probably just be Jesus, uh, shows up and gives the group a riddle uh, about what made Cinnabar Island such a popular place for tourists. What's really hot and tourists think are cool is the riddle. Ash gives the dumbest poss possible answer, obviously, uh, but Misty correctly says that it's the island's hot springs. Uh, Ash here just doesn't know how riddles work, I guess. His, so, as he said, he said, what's really hot and tourists think are cool? Ash's answer, laying in front of an open refrigerator wrapped in an electric blanket. <sighs> Good lord, Ash. Um, Hippie Jesus goes on some anti-capitalism rant that I largely agree with. Uh, he also reveals that Blaine, the gym leader, shut down his gym because all the tourists that came to Cinnabar Island would come in to battle him, uh, which is kind of messed up. Like, who would make your, like, favorite pet battle an actual actual gym leader that you know you're going to lose to? It's just animal abuse at this point, but which I guess is pretty par for the course for this world. Um, he gives them, uh, Hippie Jesus gives them a card for the Big Riddle Inn, and Misty points out the hypocrisy of whining about tourists when you're, li when you literally own the thing that allows them to stay there. Uh, and this is, even though she's not perfect, this is why Misty is my favorite. Um, then they go to the research center lab, only to find that it's a bunch of souvenir stores. Um, and I guess now Hippie Jesus's message about capitalism is really starting to get me fired up. Uh, Going on with that, in the Japanese version, he, he he doesn't hand them his card. He hands them a pack of tissues. And the reason for this is because in Japan, that is how places actually advertise. You know, it's the equivalent of how bars in the United States would give out matchbooks. I don't know. Do they still do that? Uh, I mean, I still see that sometimes. I would, But before I even read your note, I made the same connection when you said they gave out tissues to advertise. Also, when he hands him the card, Brock looks up and says... I wonder how he disappeared like that. Well, maybe, Brock, while you were paying attention to the card, he just walked away. Which is rude, but isn't as much of a mystery that Brock makes it out to be. Yeah, I... This happens all the time in TV shows, and I'm always just like... It was just like simple misdirection. Like, you were looking at something, or you were turned around, and he just, like, walked down an alley or something. <laughs> like, it's not that much of a mystery. <laughs> um... As they head to find the Pokemon Center, Team Rocket appears to be working one of the stands where they try to sell Meowth cookies, but sadly, no one wanted to buy any. Uh, the Pokemon Center is full, as are all the other hotels. Which I'm going to say is just horrible. Why would Nurse Joy allow tourists to sleep in the Pokemon Center when they don't need the services? It would be like all the hotels being full and I can't find any place to stay, so I just go and sit in an emergency room waiting room. <laughs> um... They begin to get desperate and decide to camp out when Ash is attracted to the smell of food at a hotel like a cartoon cat to a freshly baked apple pie. Uh, the people inside seem to be having a feast of some sort when one of them with familiar hair stands up and opens the door. It's Gary in his stupid robe that he's wearing. He tries to humiliate Ash by saying he'll give Ash some food if Ash will dance around in circle, circles and say, I'm a Pikachu. Uh, Gary really needs to see a therapist. If this is his form of entertainment. <laughs> All right. This was a play on words in the Japanese version. Just to say. I don't know why they like translated it directly. It just made. 
Gary seem like more an a hole than he already is. <laughs> but in the Japanese version, he is eating something called Senkai. And I researched as much as I could, and I could not figure out what Senkai was. Mm-hmm. It looks the most it got me was there is a restaurant in Washington called Senkai. Mm. So what I can get from it is just like a Japanese word for a buffet or, you know, a smorgasbord of food. But in Japanese, Senkai sounds similar to three times. So Gary tells Ash to spin around three times and say Pikachu. Hmm. The door behind Gary opens, and he says it must be their entertainment for the night. But unfortunately for him, it's a Jigglypuff. Team Ash runs away as they know what is about to happen. Jigglypuff sings her songs, and everyone falls asleep on, like, actual clouds. It's like some sort of weird hallucination. Uh, Jigglypuff gets out at Sharpie and draws penises on everyone's faces. A thing about the scene I wanted to mention here is that the entertainment already there was an Electabuzz and Hitmanly playing some sort of banjo. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. They were also dressed up in, like, kimonos as, like, geishas. Mm Mm-hmm. And when Jigglypuff was seen, and you had the typical Jigglypuff song, and then they would add in the plunking of the banjos into her song. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. Yeah. As Team Ash makes their way through the dark and dangerous streets of Cinnabar Island, uh, they remember the card the Hippie Jesus gave them. Again, Misty solves the riddle, which impresses Hippie Jesus. Hippie Jesus says he'll give them free rooms at the hotel, which seems honestly super sketchy to me. Like, I would not... And and I'm like very down with hippies, but I would not be accepting a free like free room and board from this guy just because we answered some riddle. And if you haven't seen this episode, the riddle was: if you look towards the swings, you'll see my hand or at least my at least my face. And Misty noticed if you looked at. I mean, oh, here's another thing. I didn't even write this down, to, but this riddle only works if you're in a certain spot in the entire island. Yeah. Which seems Which, like not a very good riddle to me. Yeah, they happen to be in a park. They look towards the swings. They saw a clock which has hands and a face. And they're like, oh, there it is. It, they could have left out the swings part and just said, you know, look to where you will see the ha- my hands or at least my face. And then they went, oh, it's the big building with the clock on it. Yep. And th- what doesn't make sense is every single hotel is booked up, but he has space to offer them a free room. <laughs> what I think... What I think should happen is they need to spend all those freeloaders. They need to send all those freeloaders at the Pokemon Center there and make them pay for a room and let Ash and friends stay at the Pokemon Center. Maybe he's like the hotel propri- proprietor version of Patch Adams, where he just gives away everything for free. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's just trying to. Since he went on his anti-capitalism thing, maybe he's just trying to, you know, hang on to his convict or uh, stand up for his convictions. I don't know. But as they are getting the free room, it does fade to black, and we are going to fade into our Who's That Pokemon segment. Who's That Pokemon? All right. Our Who's That Pokemon for this week is, and we haven't really seen any new Pokemon, and I will, spoilers, this Pokemon shows up later on, but we're going to be talking about Rhydon, who is known as Sidon in Japanese. Some basic information about Rhydon. He's number 112 in the Pokedex. He is rock and ground type. He is 6 foot 3 inches tall and weighs 264.6 pounds. Honestly, you'd think he'd weigh heavier. Yeah, with like made out of rock and that solid horn and all that. 
Yeah. Uh, and he is known as the Drill Pokemon, and he evolves into Rhyperior when traded while holding a Protector. Or if you're just playing Pokemon Legends Arceus, you just have to give him a Protector mm. because there's no trading in that game. All right, some origins about Rhydon. His name, Rhydon, may be a combination of Rhinoceros and Dawn. Rhy <laughs> may also do. Uh, yeah. Dawn. Uh, Rai may also derive from the igneous rock called Rhyolite, alluding to Rhydon's ground rock type combination. His Japanese name Sidon is a combination of Psy, which is rhinoceros, and again Don, like dinosaurs. Uh, what is he based off of? Rhydon was created with a kaiju monster motif. Its design appears to draw inspirations from rhinoceroses and some aspects of various dinosaurs such as cer ceratopsids. Rhydon's Biology Rhydon is a large gray bipedal Pokemon with features similar to both dinosaurs and rhinoceroses. If you don't remember that Rhydon is based off of rhinoceros by the end of this, Josh, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> you said rhinoceros or rhinoceroses like 47 times already. Yes. Uh, it has narrow red eyes and two fangs in its upper jaw. On the tip of Rhydon's snout is a cream-colored horn, which is similar on a female, which is smaller on a female than a male. There are several other spikes and projections on its head. On top is a spike that curves forward, two triangular points resembling ears on its side, a wide wavy crest under each ear, and a spiky ridges on each cheek. It has a cream-colored abdomen divided into strips by thin divots. A rocky plate on its chest slightly overlaps its abdomen. There is a row of spikes down its back, and they have a long tail with thin black stripes. Rhydon is a physically powerful Pokemon. It is recorded as being able to topple buildings with sweeping blow of its tail, oh, and its wow. horn is, ab is able to bore through solid rock and shatter diamonds. Its armor-like hide protects it from heat and physical blows. It is stated to be capable of passing unscathed through streams of magma and withstanding a direct blow from a cannonball without being harmed. Wow. How however, because of this tough hide, it is insensitive. <laughs> 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 it just puts up a facade. It's really sensitive on the inside. Despite its well-developed brain, it can be forgetful. Rhydon lives in rough terrain. All right, Pokedex entries on Rhydon. Red and blue says, protected by an armor-like hide, it is capable of living in molten lava of 3,600 degrees Fahrenheit. A Pokemon Yellow says, walks on its hind legs, shows signs of intelligence, its armor-like hide even repels molten lava. I just like how the Pokemon Yellow Pokedex entry has to put in there. Show signs of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon Gold says, Its rugged hide protects it from even the heat of lava. However, the hide also makes it insensitive. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Crystal says, By lightly spinning its drill-like horn, it can easily shatter even a diamond in the rough. It's crazy that the horn isn't like, uh, much like a rhinoceros, isn't uh, immobile. Like it spins like a top. It's kind of odd. Yep. And they Which can makes it sound more. Yeah, it makes it sound more mechanical than yeah. you know biological. Right. Uh, Pokemon Ruby says Rhyhorn's horn can crush even uncut diamonds. One sweeping blow of its tail can topple a building. This Pokemon's hide is extremely tough. Even direct cannon hits don't leave a scratch. But but get it caught in the rain, that water, it, it four times <laughs> damage right there. Wrecked. 
Uh, Pokemon Sapphire says, Rhydon has a horn that serves as a drill. It is used for destroying rocks and boulders. This Pokemon occasionally rams into streams of magma, but the armor-like hide prevents it from feeling the heat. Which, you know, if you don't know anything, be like, why does the fire gym leader have a Rhydon? But this all makes sense after we've been talking about this now. Yeah, since it can survive in magma. Liquid hot yeah, it, magma. Yeah, it mentions, you know magma so much so you know having it in a volcano not a bad idea mm -hmm. uh pokemon platinum says standing on its hind legs freed its forelegs and made it smarter it is very forgetful however now <laughs> wait how does standing on its hind legs make it smarter <laughs> like, i guess because <laughs> like what i guess because you don't have to use all four legs to walk you freed up that extra brain space <laughs> i i does Wait, so does that mean if, like, I walked on my hands and knees that I would get dumber? I guess that's how it works. Because sometimes I feel like being dumber is the way, to, like, being really dumb is the way to go. <laughs> All right, and then our last one here, Pokemon Legends Arceus says, Rapidly rotates its horns as to bore through bedrock. It swaggers around volcanic regions, protected from the lava's heat by its tough armor-like hide. I like how they put it swaggers around, like it... He's like, I rule this place. <laughs> All right. And then a bit of trivia about Rhydon. According to interviews with Ken Sugimori, uh, Rhydon was the first Pokemon ever created. This wow. is further su supported as its index number is 001 in Generation 1, as well as early sketches from Capsule Monsters featuring Rhydon. Yeah, it's like there's an old... Speaking of riddle, there's an old riddle says, which is the first Pokemon? And then your choices are Bulbasaur, Rhydon, Mew, or Arceus. Which they all become the first Pokemon in some way. Bulbasaur is the first Pokemon in the Pokedex. A Mew, all Pokemon are supposed to be genetically created by Mew. Mm -hmm. Rhyhorn, Rhydon, because it was the first Pokemon ever created by the creator of Pokemon. And then Arceus, because, you know, he's God. I did, and not, then I did not realize Arceus was God. Yeah, he's like the god of all Pokemon. Um, and then now people are even saying, well, now we can add Rowlet to that list because Rowlet's the first Pokemon in the Hisui Pokedex, which means, which is supposed to be an ancient Pokedex. Hmm. Interesting. All right. And that is our Who's That Pokemon segment on Rhydon. Who's That Pokemon? And back into the episode, uh, we find Pokemon working out in some sort of gym. Like, they're lifting weights and stuff. I don't know, it's weird. Uh, they look like me earlier this morning when I was at Orange Theory. Uh, suddenly, Team Rocket flies over in their hot air balloon and bombs the place, which seems weird, uh, considering the falling debris could kill all the Pokemon that they're trying to steal. But, I guess, that's pretty par for the course for Team Rocket. It... So I was confused. I first thought this was a Pokemon Center, but then they were trying to steal Pokemon from the lab. So I'm like, if this is a lab, the lab. But if this is the Pokemon Center, I mean, it's one of the coolest ones we have seen with the gym and everything. But if it's a lab, what type of laboratory has a gym in it? I don't I don't know. <laughs> Maybe all the Pokemon are using like the the scientist gym and stuff like that. Maybe it comes with like a free gym membership. That could I don't be. Know. Some workplaces do that. I don't know. Um, Hippie Jesus gets a call about the attack, so he and Team Ash uh, rush to the area. 
Ash gets Pikachu to ride on top of Pidgeotto, and would just wonder would with just one Thunderbolt, Team Rocket blasts off again. Uh, honestly, what was even the point of having them in this episode? Uh, they should have just made the episode shorter and shown more commercials. It would have fallen in with the theme of how capitalism just tries to make more money for everything. So you will notice that most Jim Battles episodes just kind of force Team Rocket into the story because we can't have an episode without them. Mm-hmm. Have there been because any episodes without Team Rocket? I don't think so. We will have some coming up, but they're not really episodes. They're more of the Pikachu shorts when we use them. Mm. Uh, Hippie Jesus reveals that Blaine built a secret gym that tourists will never see. It's, quote, in the place a firefighter would never win. And I think you know where this is headed, folks. Uh, but of course, Ash doesn't. And for some reason, they changed this from the Japanese version, which I like the Japanese riddle a little better. It says, what has water above and fire below? Yeah, I don't know. The A place a firefighter would never win is a really stupid riddle. Um, they all go out to the hot spring to soak in the gender section hot springs. Uh, Togepi hops on top of a Gyarados statue that ends up being some giant pressure switch slash deus, deus ex machina that reveals a secret passageway and also knocks over the fen uh, fence that separates the boys and girls section, which Misty is not happy about. I had so many jokes here, but most of them were not appropriate. But I guess Misty Misty was at least wearing a towel, but you know, you had Brock and Ash, but she could definitely see Brock and Ash's Pokeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the pool. <laughs> you, they no, have no excuse. It's a it's a hot spring. Oh, uh, fair it's enough. It's warm. <laughs> I don't know any. I mean, okay, kids, cover your ears. I mean, shrinkage is gonna happen like to anyone. Like if you get within like ten feet of water, so it doesn't matter how warm the water is. Um, but that was a nice little Seinfeld reference. <laughs> but also. Sorry, I'm just going to go back on this since we're dwelling on this. <laughs> Misty was wearing a towel. She had, like, the towel wrapped around her in the hot spring. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this makes no sense. You know, they could have just had her, like, up to her neck in water, but I don't know. I mean, I am I appreciate that they had the towel there. Uh, yes, yes. That I'm not saying. I'm just saying it made no sense. But, <laughs> but then it cut away from Ash and Brock, so they definitely weren't wearing towels. Yeah. Um... Team Ash takes the steps uh, down the secret passageway as the air begins to get hotter and hotter. At the bottom, Ash, not knowing how heat transfers, reaches up and grabs a metal door only to burn his hand. Uh, the doors end up opening on their own to reveal Blaine's gym, and like I said, it's in the middle of a volcano, which is both awesome and terrifying. Um, Hippie Jesus shows up with another riddle that Ash, of course, gets wrong, and Misty once again gets it right. Uh, the answer is a wig, uh, which causes Hippie Jesus to take take off his wig and fake mustache, uh, and or maybe he didn't have a fake mustache. It might have been his real mustache. Uh, but he reveals that he's actually Blaine, and his chill goes from a ten to a one almost immediately. Uh, he's now more like Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, Blaine invites one of them to challenge him three versus three, and he sends out his Nine Tails, which to me is one of the prettiest Pokemon. Yeah, and Blaine, of course, has to give them another riddle. And the riddle he gives them is, it keeps your head dry, but you only wear it if you lose it. Which Misty's like, oh, it's a wig. Mm -hmm. In the Japanese version, he didn't have another riddle. He just, his name 
Blaine's name in Japanese is actually just a pun on the name Wig in Japanese. Ah. Uh, Ash sends out Squirtle to fight the Fire-type Pokemon, but Blaine isn't surprised. Uh, there's no way Ash is smarter than all the tourists that Blaine has been fighting over the years, which caused him to even create this gym in the first place. Uh, Ninetales hits Squirtle with the Fire Spin, and Squirtle is toast. Ash decides to fight Fire with Fire and sends out Charizard, which seems like pretty bad strategy, but, you know, I guess that's just Ash for you. Uh, Blaine sends out his Rhydon. Rhydon attacks, but Charizard just flies up to a perch at the top of the arena and takes a nap, which has got to be like the equivalent of one of the uh, Yukonuba show dogs taking a dump in like the middle of the competition. <laughs> uh, and at this point, Ash goes, give me a break, Charizard. And I have to say, but Ash, didn't you say Pokemon trainers don't take breaks? <laughs> I play the long game with my jokes here. Yeah. yeah, you really waited that one out for the perfect opportunity to bring it. Uh, Ash sends in Pikachu, and Blaine starts to uh, trash talk because it makes no sense to use an electric type here. But for the purposes of of making the story continue the way that it's going, Ash has Pikachu electrify Rhydon's horn and Rhydon faints, which that would never happen in real life. And by real life, I mean the games. Uh, Team Ash makes a few awful electricity pl- puns, and Blaine follows it up with a few fire puns. And I'm or and like I'm now contemplating shutting off the episode. And this episode of this, this scene in this episode actually started a meme where people will go, Pikachu, aim for the horn, which is kind of one of those misnomers because that's not even what he says. He just says, Pikachu, the horn. Hmm. I guess I've never seen that meme. I'm not up to date on my Pokemon memes other than like surprised <laughs> Pikachu. Um, Blaine chooses his strongest Pokemon, Magmar. Pikachu dips, ducks, dives, and dodges, but one of Magmar's fire punches finally lands. Pikachu's electricity attacks do nothing to Magmar because of some science stuff that Brock explains, and Magmar pushes Pikachu to the edge of the arena, where molten hot magma waits at the bottom. Magmar casts Fire Blast, and then... The episode just ends. To be continued next week. Yes, yeah, so that is our episode. It ends on a cliffhanger, which we haven't had in a while, instead of just them walking to some nondescript forest and who knows where, trying to get to Cinnabar Island. They mm-hmm. We have to wait till the next episode to find out what happened. And I will say, I do like this episode. I think this is a fun episode. Yeah, I liked it too. And I kind of like that it ended on a, uh, a cliffhanger just because like they've been building this up for forever. So it's like, they better spend more than 22 minutes on, on him getting this badge. Yeah, and it, it you no, know, it makes you want to tune in for the next episode to see what happens. And I, if I remember correctly, I think the next episode is just as good. Cool. And by the end of next episode, I will say we will be close to you know to- getting to- closer and closer to the movie, which is fun. Crazy. We're about ten episodes away from the movie, and so can't wait to review the first movie. Yep, it's gonna be uh, awesome. So our question of this week, since this whole episode was based around riddles, my question of the week is, what is your favorite dad joke or riddle? Do you have one, Josh? I'll give you a riddle. Um, okay. You, you might have heard me tell this one before. I don't know. Um, what happens once in a minute, twice in a moment, but never in a thousand years? The letter M. The letter M. Thank you. I thought he told me he was going to give me a riddle. I'm like, oh, you're going to make me look stupid on air. 
<laughs> well, I don't I don't have to work to do that, Jeffrey. Well, thank you. Uh I don't I I mean, I'm a dad. I have my dad jokes and mm-hmm. my favorites are when Kyrie picks up on the dad jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh so it wasn't last year. So she was five. It was when she was four. Um, my we went to like one because it was in the middle of COVID. It was twenty twenty, and so all these places was doing drive through Christmas light shows instead mm-hmm. of walk through. And there was one. It was a big light show, and it had a penguin. And I go, "Hey, why is this that penguin standing on one leg?" And Carrie goes, "Why?" And I said, "Um, because if it stand on two legs, it would fall over." <laughs> Or if it stand on, stood on no legs, it would fall over. I even ruined my own joke. Yeah. Well, and I still laugh, Ka- so it's okay. Yeah. Kyrie loved the joke so much, she will still tell that joke sometimes. <laughs> it's her she's favorite already joke. Making, she's already making dad jokes. You've already ruined yes. her. Yes. And then a favorite one, she actually did this with my dad this summer. He asked, She asked him to tell her a joke, and he goes, knock, knock. Who's there? Or, no, how does it go? Sorry, I'm, I'm just ruining my jokes today. You just, you just need to quit while you're ahead. Yes. Uh, he asks her, will you remember me in five minutes? And then at 10 minutes, a day, a year, 15 years, and it's all yes, yes, yes. Then you go, knock, knock, who's there? Hey, I thought you'd remember me. <laughs> she loves to tell that joke, too. Yeah. So I already, she's been trained at a young age when I make a joke. Jesse has trained her to just go, daddy. <laughs> so I already get my comments. It's okay. Just keep keep moving forward with them. But if you want to tell us your favorite dad jokes or riddles, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot, or you can send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app if you're choosing so other Pokemon fans such as yourself can find the podcast. All right, Josh, do you have anything else to add? I got nothing. All right, so please join us next time when we will be watching Volcanic Panic.